This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Screaming for Progress. I'm your host as always, Stuart Lang, alongside me, my ever-present colleague, Liam Morrow. Liam, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm alright. I've still got this fucking horrible cold that everyone's got. Um, so if I disappear, my voice is probably gone, so that'll be why. Well, that's good to know. If you <laughs> end up with only me, then at least we have an explanation for that. Um, obviously, if you want to catch up with the show, um, plenty of places to do so. We're on Wrestling to the Max, we're on Radulich and Broadcasting Network, we're on the new FPG News page, um, everywhere. If you want to catch us on Twitter as well, it's Progress Scream on Twitter. Um, I'm out after Dark216, and he's the Grim Fish. Plenty of places. Um, I did mention FPG News as a co-venture. It's restarting um, with live Royal Rumble coverage. So search on Facebook, FPG News. You'll find us. Go to fpgnews.com as well. Uh, Live Royal Rumble coverage as well as upcoming podcasts, news reports, all that sort of thing. Um, So yeah, very excited about that relaunching. So get involved. Um, and yeah, let me know that you do, let me know what you think, um, constructive feedback is, is definitely appreciated, and if you go and look at the site, you think there's something that could be done better, let me know, um, and like I say, that's out after dark 216 on Twitter, if you want to do that, much appreciated, but we're not here to talk about any of that, um, we're here to talk about progress, chapter 61, um, entitled Don't Touch Me, Don't Touch Me, um, Bit of an inappropriate name, I think, given the current <laughs> wrestling climate. Uh, yeah. Don't really want to talk too much about that, to be honest, but considering there's been major card changes for Progress, WWE, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit <laughs> unfortunate. I'm sorry, I shouldn't shouldn't really, really laugh about it, but... Um, yeah, yeah so, I, think, I think we'll just smooth over that a bit. We'll smooth over it, yeah, we'll style that one out and <laughs> start talking from the top of the show. We had Mark Andrews appear, um, and yeah, oh, oh, before that, we had friend of the show getting a shout out, uh, Charlie Thomas, uh, follower of the show, follow myself and Liam on Twitter, um, good to see her, get a little shout out, including one of her friends at the start of the show, and yeah, Charlie, if you're listening, good to see you on there, and we'll hopefully, um, well, We'll hopefully see you at Wembley. It'll be our round, technically. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, we had uh, Mark Andrews come out at the start of the show. Uh, He was scheduled to compete and couldn't because he was injured. Um, Fair enough, I suppose. It did continue the Eddie Dennis um, angle with him, challenged him to a fight, played off the history, explained the history between the two to people who may be new fans. Um, you know, they go back to basically the start of progress. Um, and, yeah, uh, a pretty, pretty good bit of angle, obviously. Andrews wasn't cleared to do anything too physical. Um, Dennis came off as a dick, spat in his face and stuff. I have to admit, heel Dennis is, is a lot better than face Dennis. Um, yeah, and this did definitely. his job. Yeah. 
What what were you going to say there, sir? No, it's just like he got he's got more of an edge to him now, mm. and he looks in the ring. He looks more, say, more dangerous, but he looks more capable. Yeah, I think. yeah, I think it definitely yeah. works better as a face. I mean, I think he's. Um, I don't think he's. I think he's got a bit of edge. I think he should be a heel. I think that's the most interesting way to present the guy. Um, and I think when they eventually get the payoff to this um, Andrews and Dennis angle, I think it's going to be huge. So, um, you know, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. You have to think if Andrews wasn't injured, that they'd have had Dennis come out and interfere in some way in that match. Um, it's actually it's turning into a pretty good, pretty good little feud that they've got going here. So, good start to the show, I think. Um, if you have to start with an angle, make it a good one. Um, yeah. So first up, opening the show in terms of matches, we had the Grizzled Young Veterans defending their tag team championships against Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. So um, as with any Mustache Mountain match, we had um, about 25 minutes of fucking around beforehand. Um, Trent Seven phoning or getting a phone call from Triple H. Um, there was, uh, yeah, it's always the same. It's kind of getting a little bit one note now, um, you know, telling James Drake that their colleagues see them at the Christmas party, um, Gibson not being invited, all that sort of thing. And <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's fine. It's okay. I think a lot of people enjoyed it a lot more than I did. Um, what what do you think? What what was your opinion of it as a match as um, well? I. I mean, yeah, the the Trent Seven thing is is getting a bit old, um, but as a match, I thought it was actually quite decent. Um, obviously, we can't have a Grizzle Jung Veterans match without some sort of shenanigans, but um, yeah, they all sort of showed off what they can do again. Um, didn't see too much from Trent. Um, or Tyler Bate, actually, for that matter. It seemed to be they they were on the back foot for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I thought it was a good outing for for uh, Drake and Gibson. Um, I think there's a, there's probably a few people aren't really taking them that seriously as champions. Um, and actually, I think the the, the sort of wins over Mustache Mountain are are helping. Um, you know, I know they were made to kind of look like fools at unboxing live. Um, you know that they sort of pinned each other and stuff like that. But <laughs> this was a good recovery. Um, I think that they there was a couple of little bits of like you know sort of comedy involved. You know where they were trying to Tyler was rolling James Drake as as Gibson was going to jump off the turnbuckle at him and stuff. Sort of going for the the Dudley Boy's headbutt. Um, and I'm I'm. <laughs> You know, I, I do like that kind of thing. I know it's it's um, Mustache Mountain's kind of deal that they have that sort of banter. Um, but yeah, I liked seeing Drake and Gibson get the win. I liked to see them getting a, a, a decent victory on a good show here. So yeah, yeah, thumbs up. It wasn't mo- it wasn't the best match on the card by any means. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good fun, good good defense. So yeah. Um, next up, we had Chris Ridgway, who was meant to be facing Mark Andrews, uh, taking on his replacement, Drew Parker, who we saw um, 
uh, unboxing again. We saw him take <coughs> on um, Havoc and Haskins alongside um, Clint Mardera at unboxing. So uh, it's, I believe this is his first singles appearance in progress for Drew Parker. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, This was this was I, this match didn't click with me. Um, I didn't find it very interesting. I like Drew Parker's deathmatch stuff. I think it was a bit one note, I hate to say. Um, I've seen a couple of places reviewing this pretty well, like giving it sort of three to four stars. I think it was a solid two at best, really. Um, Parker got the upset win. Um, Chris Ridgway, I think, is still without a win in progress. Um which is mental because he could be a guy that's huge for them. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can put any yeah. better spin on this than I can. Um, well, as far as I can tell, this match was... They say it's supposed to be with Mark Andrews. He's injured. Before that, it was supposed to be Ridgeway against Chris Brooks. Yeah. Which obviously that doesn't happen because Brooks is in action later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Drew Parker was a extreme last minute replacement. Yeah. Um, as far as I can tell, he actually lives quite close to the arena. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was literally they got him last last minute and they just cobbled something together sort of backstage in 20 minutes or whatever. Um, You know, if you consider that, then it actually wasn't too bad. Um, But, yeah, I'd say it was not not the highlight of the show by any means, but it was, for what it was, it was all right. Yeah, well... There you go. That's that's a better better review of it than I gave. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. Nothing against either of these guys. I think they're both good, and I think that's maybe why I was sort of upset. Is that I think that they're probably both better than what we got. But yeah, like I say, no planning, last minute change. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, so um, it was what it was, really. Um, yeah. So what did we have next? Uh, sorry, I just had my door open there. <laughs> um, B. Priestley, Nina Samuels taking on the team of Charlie Evans and Millie McKenzie. Um, well, you covered this one, Liam. I was I wasn't sold on this at all, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, this was this was something that was set up after what happened uh, live at the Dome. Um, basically, Nina Samuels and Priestley like. <laughs> Sort of interfered in each other's matches, and you know, so this was a bit of bad blood. But um, yeah, I was expecting this to be so much better than what actually we got, um, mm. which was quite tame. Um, I can't think of any one thing that stands out in the match. Yeah. Um, no, I I can't even remember how it finished to be honest. Um. Uh, well, Millie beat Millie, pin, pe, boo, Millie pinned Nina. That's actually really difficult to say. It's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> um, with the Coventry Destroyer. Um, I mean, I think this, oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. it's 
it's kind of strange. There was a point where Millie was kind of booked towards the end like Brock Lesnar, despite the fact that she yeah. she's a, a... I'm not saying she couldn't kick my ass, like, don't get me wrong, but she's a tiny little girl. And, you know, she's, <laughs> she's jumping in, chucking people around left, right and centre, like, suplex city bitch. Um, she should have a T-shirt that says that. Probably a copyright. Anyway. Yeah, probably. Um <laughs> She she's actually it's been announced that she's next up at the women's championship because Ginny got injured. So um, uh, on yeah, Sunday, she broke she, her hand, didn't she? Yeah. So chapter sixty two, we're getting uh, Millie taking on Tony Storm for the title. Um, I know that I've been banging on about taking the title off of Tony Storm, but I just don't. I don't want to see Millie McKenzie be the person that does it. Um, not not as a sort of replacement for who was originally there now. Yeah. Um, like I say, nothing against anyone in this match. It just, again, didn't click with me. I mean, the first half of the show at this point, I was... I, I wasn't particularly enthralled at this point. Um, I was a bit kind of... You know, towards the end of 2017, there was a couple of shows in a row that just weren't very good. Um, it was actually yeah. in our sort of hiatus where we sort of just couldn't be motivated to watch them, let alone cover them. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was sort of that. I was like, oh, here we here we go again. Thankfully, um, the rest of the show did pick up. Uh, we next up, we had an actual UK championship, WWE UK championship match between Pete Dunne and Joseph Connors. Now, Connors is he's a he's a strange one, isn't he? Like. He, the way he was yeah. booked, if you take it all the way back to the UK Championship, through how he's been presented and every promotion that he's been part of since, the guy's been presented as, as a killer. Like in the UK Championship, he was arguably the number two heel other than Pete Dunne. Um, he's been presented as a, a almost a smarter heel than Pete Dunne in progress. You know, he was he was always had Pete Dunne's number, you know. Um, he took him out a couple of times and just people don't care and <laughs> like the problem with the WWE UK Championship being defended on indie shows is that I don't think it's going to change hands on one you no. know I didn't realise this was for the title until the end of the match when the announcer said that she, he was still champion um, I get the feeling it's just they need to be promoting it on WWE before I start buying into near falls and these things. Um, Connors is still floundering. Like he he didn't get a win here, so what's the point in him? Um, yeah, like it was. I actually thought it was a really good good fun match, but there was no um, like there was no drama to it, and Connors is still just like what does he do now? You know? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the question. Um, I mean, like you said, um, you know, I sort of touched on it the last show. It If it's not on WWE, the title is not changing hands. Um, they're not, they're just not going to allow that. Um, but, you know, as good as a match it was, that just, it takes away from it. Um, it was, you know, Pete done his normal sort of bruise away itself, biting and whatever. Um, 
didn't throw Joseph Connors into the security guards this time. Yeah, which I was quite disappointed <laughs> with. Um, and yeah, just Connors like you just can't. I I can't buy into him as sort of a legitimate contender for the title. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not gonna. It's not going to change hands to anyone who's not already part of sort of WWE or, you know, the fringes like your Trent Sevens, Mark Andrews sort of thing. Mm. Um, See, I'm you not... know, I, I think the next champion, if it's not Trent Seven, will be Jack Gallagher. Okay. He's already sort of established. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good show, actually. <laughs> You know, and I'd like to see that as well. Um, but, yeah, I think failing that, you know, he's having it for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what Joseph Connors' WWE status is. Um, I mean, he was obviously part of the inaugural um, championship tournament. But I, I don't know if we've seen him on like NXT or anything since. So no, he's um, not been on anything. He's not like James Drake who popped up on Two Hundred Five Live that time. Um, you know, as part of the Enzo, <laughs> the Enzo train, which is which is derailed, thankfully. Um, yep. Anyway, yep. <laughs> <laughs> skirt over that as well. Um, yeah, just I don't know. Connors just hasn't clicked. Um, I, I like say don't know what he does next. Hopefully he stays around in progress, gets a few wins under his belt, and and you know, I I don't wish him ill. I think he's got all the tools. It's just people, and I mean this in the broadest sense possible, just aren't interested in him, and it's a shame. Um, so yeah. hopefully that changes and we get a new heel because progress needs new top line people at this point. Like we're we're getting to. The stage where I'm thinking, like, who's still going to be there when, um, when pro when Wembley run, rolls round? You know, who's still going to be there? Um, and you look at all the guys who they're bringing in. The next two matches are perfect examples of this. You know, you've got two guys who, or you've got three guys technically. You've got a tag team and a, a singles competitor who were all presented like, you know, legit threats, like really sort of, um quality guys but they're all yeah. Australian so surely they're on like two year <laughs> visas yeah they're all on two year working visas also what's Travis Banks visa situation um, South Pacific um, power couple like I believe they are back I believe they, they got an extension to theirs so I think they're now on a five year visa so that's good so we can we can deal with them being here but like what's, what's What's happening with these guys? You know, <laughs> um, uh, I think Banks is—he's been here long enough that he's got a citizenship. I think I'm not entirely sure about that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should just all mar <laughs> marry British women for the sake of the sport. <laughs> um, I'm sure there'd be a few takers. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's plenty of women in the locker room. Just pay her off, like it. Just the green card weddings, like it's fine. Doesn't you don't need to consummate it. I'm not saying it has to be, like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't see Ginny marrying Mark Davis for some reason. Well, like say this be an odd couple. Be an odd couple. I'd watch that like a progress total divas. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Um, what have we got next? 
uh, yes, we have uh, Will Osprey taking on Adam Brooks. Now, a lot of people didn't know who Adam Brooks is. Um, he is an Australian fellow. Him and uh, Will Osprey have got a ton of history down under, and this this was a really good fun match. Um, it was proper flippy dippy shit, um, which I, I quite like sometimes. Um, Adam Brooks looked good. Um, Osprey did his usual kind of um, resilient underdog kind of thing and then came back, won with the Oscar, hit that big 450 that he does and yeah, I thought this was good fun. I think it was maybe a bit too long. I think if they cut five minutes off of this, I think this would have been a, a, an extra sort of star in quality. Um, but yeah, a big win for Will Osprey as well and I guess he's not like gone from progress anymore considering that's three shows in a row we've seen him but uh yeah um good fun match what what were your thoughts on this one uh yeah same it was you know you know when you get will Ospreay in the ring you know exactly what you're gonna see um you know and adam adam brooks i've not i've not seen him before um didn't know of him until this but yeah they sort of explained their history a bit and yeah they went sort of full pelt on each other um i liked that he brought his um iwgp junior heavyweight title with him um obviously it's a big thing in japan when sort of a foreigner gets a title um so yeah obviously he's very proud of that um and yeah but other than that it was possibly my match of the night ah okay that's interesting because I did say to you that I would struggle with my match of the night I think there was probably three three that could have been my match of the night Um, and I actually on thinking about it I'm giving it to the next match which was Aussie Open taking on uh, Jimmy Havoc and Mark Haskins Um. I thought this was phenomenal, and this is one of the best tag matches I've seen since the probably DIY versus um, Authors of Pain matches. I would I would say um, I think this was phenomenal. Uh, this was such a good match. Like um, I like the fact that Vicky didn't get involved too much. I like the fact that um, you know there was. No real sort of tag formula to it. Like there wasn't. It didn't. It didn't follow the obvious real like face and peril hot tag mental end. Like I thought it worked well throughout. Um, and I, I was biting on near falls by the end. Um, but, and and that to me is is so. I'm so jaded with so much wrestling at the moment that when they're getting me to bite on near falls, like that's when I know that this is this is good. Um, and yeah, I I thought this was my match of the night. Um, I think this is probably the best match that Havoc and Haskins have had, with the sort of. Um, the exception, I don't think they did the implant well at the end, like their sort of um, sort of reverse tombstone kind of thing. Like, other than that, yeah, I thought this was phenomenal. Um, do you want to talk about the match, or do you want to talk about Vicky Haskins, or? <laughs> um, I'll, 
yeah, as much as I'd like to talk about Vicky, um, yeah, I'll stick to the match. And yeah, I thought it was pretty good as well. Um, I like I like Aussie Open. Um, you know, I like Kyle Fletcher. He's one of these sort of um, new ones, like sort of Connor Mills and Maverick Mayhew. Like they don't, they're not all sort of muscle bound meatheads like you used to get. They're sort of a yeah. new breed of wrestler. Um, and Mark Davis is, you know, I'd, I'd love to see him against Walter for the Atlas title. Um, I think that would be an amazing match. Um, his sort of one-handed powerbomb he does. I've seen him do it a few times now and it still just amazes me how he can lift someone with one arm like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I can't get over it. Like, that, <laughs> that the pump handle driver thing that he does as well, like, it's just, like, fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> um there was a bit of repetition between a few matches at this point as well like there's the same kind of weird almost like Canadian Destroyer pile driver thing I think this was like the fourth match that used it or something um, I did notice that that's my only real nitpick to this match I mean um, I don't really like to get into star ratings or stuff but this was easily a four, a four four and a half for me I thought this was phenomenal um, I enjoyed every minute of it so yeah I yeah. see <laughs> People criticise me for being too negative sometimes. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's kind of that. Um, so we've got the the clash of CCK coming up next. Uh, final match of the night, main event of the evening. Um, it was for the Progress World Championship. We had Travis Banks taking on Chris Brooks, who's accompanied by the injured Kid Lycos. Um, it was a weird dynamic, this match. Um we had Brooks kind of working heel, despite the fact that the crowd loved to cheer for CCK. Um, we had Lycos kind of not involved until he was really involved, and then TK Cooper was involved. Uh, it was it was good. Like it was it was a really um, it was a really sort of decent match. I think the the two of them showed some great stuff. Like there's one moment. Um, where I think Travis tried to do like a sunset flip to the outside to Brooks and Chris Brooks tucked the ring apron over his face. Um yeah. I've never seen that before. I thought it was really I thought it was really good. Um they stole a couple of moves from one another. Um and yeah, like the the ref bump with the baking tray thing and TK Cooper like say he came out and, and so even the even the odds a little bit, um, and yeah, it was it was pretty good fun. What, what were your thoughts on the match itself? Um, yeah, it was quite sort of chaotic at times. Um, yeah, like you said, it's a bit weird because you've got sort of CCK South Pacific Power Trip and sort of Travis Banks is kind of a member of both groups. Um, you know, if there's some just sort of some other indie show sort of he'll be yeah. with Chris Brooks in CCK. Um obviously in progress we know him with EK Cooper and Dahlia Black, so yeah. I think he was a bit torn at first. Um 
maybe the idea was to get Chris Brooks to act like he did so Banks didn't hold anything back. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I like, I've liked seeing Chris Brooks as a single competitor. Um, I think he's got a lot more to offer than he does when he's in a tag team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, but, hate, I hate to yeah. agree with you, really, but I think you're right. I think Brooks is probably the star of the team. Um, I think he has a lot more upside as a singles competitor than Lycos does. Um, yeah, Lycos is sort of too... He, do, he does a lot of sort of high-risk, flippy stuff, but nothing really of any substance. Um, and he's made of glass. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he always, he always shouts for the brain buster, but I've never actually seen him hit one. Oh, I've um, seen him hit it once. I have oh, seen really? him, yes, and it was on a progress show as well. At 100%, he's hit one brain buster. Um, wow. okay. I'll need to do my research, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll come back to you. I'll, I'll either send you a message or I'll tweet it or something like that. I'll tweet which <laughs> progress show like us at the brain buster, but he has done it, and it was surprising because I'm sure it was someone pretty big. I think it was like Zach Gibson or something he hit it on. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um... So yeah, I I'd like to see more of Brooks singles. Um, you know, maybe maybe Lycos could team up with you know someone, someone else. else a bit <laughs> smaller. So is um, I don't know Lycos. I'd like to see Lycos and Banks together. Yeah, just just once to see how they do. I think that would be quite. Odd, but one of those odd pairings that works as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's the it's this sort of combination of CCK that we see the least, really. So, um, yeah, I think it would be an interesting, an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, but yeah, so we had a little bit of play afterwards because TK Cooper's demanded the next shot at the belt. Um, so we're seeing uh, a little bit of fire from him because obviously he came out to sort of help Travis at the end but then held on to the belt for a sec when he went to hand it to Travis um, there was a little bit of a he, you know Travis uh, TK held the ropes open for TK to, bloody hell TK <laughs> held the ropes for Travis to get through that's what I'm trying to say and you know he didn't accept the offering he jumped off the other side of the ring and you know walked up to the back kind of next to him anyway weird um so we're seeing that match soon um yeah i mean it's 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 an interesting little dynamic they've got going i think obviously he said he's kind of part of both both groups and yeah it's kind of um kind of interesting to see what they do with it i don't think that this is going to end or culminate in in travis banks losing the belt but yeah, I, I don't, I don't uh, see a normal. I don't know because he's done. He's had quite a few. Well, he pretty much defends it at every show. Yeah. Um, well, this this was his fifth defense. <laughs> um, his fifth title defense because we had Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Will Osprey, and uh, Mark Andrews, um, and then Chris Brooks. So uh, TK will be his sixth. I don't think TK's ready to be the champion, but then. I, I don't see who else they're building up 
um, to, no. to take the belt from him. So, except for Unless fucking Jack Sexman. until Wembley and goes against whoever wins Super Strong Style. Well, that's... It's the only way it's going to happen, really, I yeah. think. But remember, that's still my prediction, was he gets the yeah. winner of uh, Super Strong Style, um, who I did predict would be Jack Sexsmith. Yeah, I think that's becoming more and more likely now. Uh, yeah. Well, on maybe, that... Maybe not Sexsmith himself, but definitely whoever wins the tournament. Yeah, I think... Oh, on that depressing note, I think we've come <laughs> come to pretty much the end of the show. Is there anything else that you want to say before we before we sign off? Um, not about progress. Just that I've got a column on FPG News. Um, you know, go and read it. It's basically just sort of what's happened in WWE and what I think. Um, spoiler alert: this week it was quite shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Raw 25 was not what it was made out to be. Yeah, I uh, I can't see how they made a mess of that, but still they seem to have monumentally fucked it up. Um, yeah. So well done, well done <laughs> WWE, well done. Um, yeah, like he said, go over to fpgnews.com, check out the articles there. It's launching properly on Royal Rumble night, but there is stuff going live already. So head across, check it all out. And like I say, let us know through Twitter what you think of this, the page um, and follow it on Facebook, FPG News. Screaming for progress on Facebook, progress scream on Twitter, out after Dark 216, the grim fish. Whew, that's a lot of social media to shell, isn't it? <laughs> on that note, we will see you all in a couple of weeks' time for Chapter 62. And in the meantime, don't be a dick. This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more.